All right, all right. Thank you for tuning in to the Manny Podcast. Philip Standifer with you again. Just thought as I sit here on my back porch. It's a windy afternoon, but I thought it might be relevant and even edifying to possibly give you some insight into past Manny's that the guys and I have been on and and just read some notes that I took during that time or during those times. Uh, We've like I said in the introduction, we have had six man six manies up to this point, and each one has been amazing and has served to really shape the year uh, for our community of guys and and uh, really stirred the soul in a lot of ways. And I figured I could take this time to give y'all an inside look, and maybe catch you up on some of the history, and just read some of my notes. And compare those notes with you. So, without further ado, this next excerpt or segment will be from Manny 2015, where we happen to be in Southern Colorado, and I hope you enjoy it. Friday, August 28th. 2015. We are three days in on this year's Manny. I am by the Rio Chama in southern Colorado. The water is cold and flowing swiftly over multicolored stones. Deep pools emerge from breaks in the land. The trout wait in these calmer waters for the provision of their maker. We are here today to catch and release these beautiful creatures. It is a great reward and honor to patiently cast the fly rod in hopes of setting the hook just right and landing one of these beauties. But this isn't just about fishing. This is about communion and fellowship. You see, I'm surrounded by five men whose souls embody the mountains the Rio Chama springs from. These men have greatly contributed to the forging of my own soul. I have learned patience and love and strength from them. We are plodding northward to the headwaters, casting as we walk. Brandon is the guide, our teacher. He was tasked with the planning of this year's adventure. He is all but delivered. He is not the man I knew growing up. The Holy Spirit has formed him, much like the constant rush of water has shaped the landscape and the rocks beneath its flow. What was rough and harsh has become smooth and strong. He's my big brother, and I'm thankful for him. He's teaching us to fish. As a result, we are becoming more. We are more of who we were made to be. We are becoming ourselves. Jesus has ordained it to be this way. As we see him and submit to him in the body of those near us, we begin to know our own names. This name is the one given to us in time eternal by God our Father. This life is pure gift. These years give us our identity and place and vocation. We are becoming men who are meant to be kings. We are meant to be kings eternally in the kingdom of our God, the King. These mountains and streams and trees are the work of His hand. His goodness and creativeness are on display for our enjoyment and pleasure. To miss such grandeur is to be truly blind. We all must be cured of this disease. 
fly fishing can cure a man's blindness. You have to pay attention. You have to see what the river is doing. What are the colors of the bugs and flies? This place rewards a man who can see. It has nothing to offer the blind man. But to the man who desires to see, who calls upon the name of Jesus, there is infinite color and beauty. All right. I thought I'd give you one more excerpt from Manny 2015 just to give you a good picture of the experience. And this journal entry is from August 30th, 2015. And here it goes. Yay! We broke down camp early yesterday morning. The rain from the night before was glistening on blades of grass and sticking to the tops of our boots as we worked. Scully was attempting to pack the guy's stuff into the Yukon so Brandon and I could stay north and east on I-40 once we got to Santa Rosa. At this point, we would say goodbye to our Lubbock brothers. They would go southeast to Fort Sumner and on to Lubbock. Brandon and I would go east to Amarillo and on to DFW. I could sense a bit of tension in the air as we gather our camp things together. Lack of sleep, cold bodies, and high altitude can produce such tension. Nevertheless, we all banded together to accomplish the task at hand. As we made a final sweep at the campsite for trash and belongings, Brandon said, You know, this is a sacred place to me now. I had thought the same the evening before while staring at the creek beside the tents and listening to its sound. All present were in agreement. This was a holy place. Everything we had seen and heard and experienced for four days had made it so. I looked at the ring of mountain rocks in the middle of camp between our kitchen and our tents. This is where we sat each night, asking each other tough questions of fear and leadership. As the fire blazed, we sipped whiskey and smoked our pipes while pouring out our souls. Nothing was left unsaid. Fire burns hot, turning hardwood into smoke and ash, changing the state of the substance found inside its flames. Fire is impartial and will refine no matter what. The nights we sat around the fire, I could see the orange flames dancing as reflections in the eyes of the men around it. The fire was doing its work to us. The fire that was impartially refining us as men was the fire of the Holy Spirit. He had captured us in his flame and he intended to purify our hearts. He who began a good work will finish it. There is no doubt we have been changed by these days high on the mountains in southern Colorado. <laughs>